Do you know that you're living in God's immense story? That God had planned his story to focus on the Son, and in the Son, Jesus, God is bringing his story to a close. Okay, that's a mouthful. This is Wednesday, August 30th. Years ago, I saw a movie entitled The Game, a movie starring Michael Douglas and Sean Penn. In the story, the character played by Douglas, his name was Nicholas Van Hort Orton, was about to celebrate his 48th birthday. As a gift, his brother Conrad, the one played by Penn, decided to give him an extraordinary gift. Well, it hardly seemed like a gift, because Nicholas is dragged through a series of real-life incidents that reveal to him who he really is and trick him into thinking he has lost everything. Of course, he's terrified, enlightened, angry, and in the end, he even chooses to commit suicide. Now, I know this is a strange way to begin today, but I think you'll see where this is all going after we read our scripture text. This is John 17, verse 2 to 3. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Now remember, we're in this prayer of Jesus, and the backstory for what Jesus does in his life and ministry actually begins in the Garden of Eden, the place where the first two people God created turned away from him, bringing the cascading power of evil into our world the evil that's still at work today. When God confronted Adam and Eve about what they had done, he told them that they would live under a curse until a new day would dawn. And then as God explained it to the serpent, he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. That's Genesis 3.15. You see, the Lord tells the serpent that one day a showdown will take place. The woman will produce a child that will crush you. Oh, yes, you will hurt him. But in the process, you will be destroyed. Now, the story of Jesus is the fulfillment of this promise. The result of the work of the serpent, the evil one, was the fear of death that has kept our world under a shroud of darkness since the beginning. It is this fear that is the primary driver in our world, pushing people to do what they do and make the choices they make. This is why nations go to war and people will step on other people to get what they want. Now, this low-grade fear, it's true, is hardly noticeable to most people. They hardly see it, but it motivates and controls them. You ask, what is God's plan? He will send a second Adam one who will be faithful in every way that the first Adam was not, one that would represent us. And yes, he would pay the price for sin, the price that we owe, even though he has no sin, he owes no such debt. And he will do this so that we might have freedom from the fear of death and share in life with him. This is that eternal life we hear Jesus pray about in his prayer. As we think about Jesus' prayer, Notice that the Father has given to the Son, Jesus, people to redeem, people to extend this life to, this eternal life. 
Yes, the focus here is not on the choices that people make to follow Jesus, but on the choice of the Father and the Father's gift to the Son. Now, at this point, you may think that we are seeing around the other side of the curtain, and in a sense, we are. You see, this is the Godward view. We are hearing the prayer of the Son to the Father. Now, let's work to pull these ideas together and make something coherent. I started with the movie entitled The Game. In the end, Nicholas jumped to his own death from the top of a building because he felt he'd lost everything. But below, his brother had placed one of those giant air pillows that can catch falling people. The spoiler alert here, he lives. And the scene Nicholas fell into was actually his own birthday party. <laughs> wow, how did they pull all of that off? It was all real, but it really wasn't. He didn't lose everything after all. Surprise! But you see, Jesus did go to his death by the hands of leaders and priests and rulers, the people who were running things at the time. And he did this to clear our account, to settle our debt with sin and also to restore us to the life God intended us to have at the beginning of the story. Yes, to eternal life. You see, we are living in God's story. The only difference from the game is that our story is real. Jesus pronounced at his death, it is finished, to explain that his work is done, the saving work and the redeeming work and the freeing work, all done. And this is the beauty of this part of the prayer. The whole story was planned by God for the glory of Jesus and for the redemption of people God has given to the Son, that they too might share in eternal life, in the life of God. Now here's one other thing about that movie, The Game. Conrad ordered for his brother quite a birthday party, an experience really, and the cost was, well, far more than any birthday party should cost. But the birthday party God planned for you and me is even more costly. This is why God became man, took the nature of a servant, and gave himself up for us. Of course, today you're living in the it is finished part of that story. And that says a whole lot about how we now can live and how we should live too. Let's pray. Faithful Father, your plan to redeem is overwhelming to us. Your wisdom is beyond words. Help us to rest in what Jesus has finished. For we pray in his name. Amen.